Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Central Arkansas. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Today on hogsports.com, 10 bold predictions for Arkansas football in 2022. Written by Trey Biddy. Yeah, I'm not sure how bold they are, but they're predictions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the first one is kind of bold based upon what happened last season, would you not say? About Dominic Johnson? Dominic Johnson, yes. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, so for those who don't know, uh, haven't read the story, it's Dominic Johnson will lead Arkansas in rushing. And, you know, uh, that's nothing against Rocket Sanders. I feel like Rocket Sanders is getting, you know, a lot of attention, and, and I think it's deserved. I think he's going to have a really good year. Uh, but I do feel like we're, you know, coming up on it again, and – and I, it, maybe it's because he was he missed the spring with a knee injury uh, that he's supposed to be back 100% from by fall camp. But uh, I just don't feel like people are talking about Dominic Johnson very much. And he was a guy that, I mean, for the first, like, eight weeks of the season, he was averaging 7.9 yards a carry and never had more than six carries in a game. And then when he finally gets his first start, he goes for well over 100 yards against Mississippi State, rushes for two touchdowns. I think he also caught a pass. Um you know, and not just a big lumbering back for a majority of the season among the running backs. He had the longest run from scrimmage at, at 48 yards. I think Traylon Burks had a 49-yarder, but for the running backs, he had the longest run from scrimmage. So uh, a lot of it's, you know, just to be honest, a lot of it's going to come down to, you know, injuries and things like that, who can stay healthy throughout the season. Uh, but I, was, I went back and watched, uh, I think I mentioned this yesterday, but the other night I watched the uh, replay of the Texas game from last year, and I was just, you know, watching Dominic and just kind of, I don't know, popped in my head a little bit. Hey, you know, don't forget about Dominic Johnson. So that's why I put him there. Actually, I thought when you said no disrespect to Rocket Sanders, I actually thought you was going to say K.J. Jefferson because K.J. <laughs> Jefferson was the leading rusher yeah. this year. Well, he was last year, and, you know, I think that he possibly could be. I think probably one of those three guys will end up leading Arkansas in rushing. Uh, but I think ideally maybe you'd like to have K.J. pull it back a little bit and, you know, run when it's available, um, you know, just to just to make sure that you keep him healthy because um, you know what you have in K.J. Jefferson. But still, I think um, I don't know that 600 and what was it, 642 yards, something like that, what K.J. Mm-hmm. ran for. I don't know that that'll be the mark uh, that leads them this year. I think I think that there's a chance that they could have a thousand yard back, like that. All right, number two is is this good or bad? Let me let me ask that. Is it good or bad that Drew Sanders will be Arkansas sack leader? I don't think it's necessarily good or bad, but you know, Arkansas generally runs a, a three two six defense. You know, they just don't have like a true edge guy out there. Um, you know, last year Trey Williams led him with what six and a half sacks, I think. 
Um, but we've seen some packages in spring uh, that have three linebackers out there with Pooh Paul and uh, Bumper Pool and, and then, of course, uh, Drew Sanders, more of an edge guy uh, coming off the edge as a, as a pass rusher. And that's what he did at Alabama. He was more of an outside linebacker, and they're 3-4, and uh, he's supposed to play more inside this year. But, you know, it's 6-5 or so. 235 pounds, uh, you could absolutely put his hand uh, in the ground or, you know, have him stand up coming off the edge, whatever you want, and, and maybe generate a pass that, that way. I think that they'll probably do that maybe a little bit more than what people are expecting right now. Okay. Because uh, I was thinking, don't you want your front guys to step up and be one of those edge rushers? I mean, it would be – it would make sense if they were, you know, lined up like that, but they're – you know, you just have if you're just bringing three right. down linemen. It's it's hard to get a lot of sacks. Yeah, sure enough. All right, uh, next one, and um, I totally agree. He should have been the preseason uh, yeah. pick. He was as, on my list. Uh, yeah, that's who I did too. On the um, second team All SEC honors, and that will be KJ Jefferson will earn mm-hmm. second team All SEC honors at quarterback. Yeah, it's a tough field, too. I mean, Levis at Kentucky and Richardson at Florida and Hooker at uh, Tennessee, you know, in addition to Bryce Young, obviously. Um, you know, Stetson Bennett, you know, it's hard to it's hard to argue with winning the national championship, although a lot of people seem to think that they won the national championship in spite of him in, in some ways. Uh, but I just think that K.J. Jefferson has as good a chance as anybody to earn second team if he continues to – you know, put up rushing yards like he does, you know, 500 or so, 600, six, I think, well, again, 642, I think what he what did last year, I'm not sure on that number, but, um, you know, combined with what he did as a passer, I felt like he just kept getting better as a passer, especially on the short and intermediate stuff. He had the second highest completion percentage in program history next to just, you know, Felipe Franks, who was just ahead of him. Uh, he's the best running quarterback Arkansas has had in 18 years. Um, I think that there's reason to think that he could do that. And, you know, if one of my last predictions comes true, then I think that there's a a good chance that K.J. could end up seeing his name listed uh, second team all SEC. Uh, Bryce Young, you know, if he stays healthy, he's almost certainly going to be the first guy. If he has the weapons, that's the other thing that's uh, kind of an uh, unknown for Bryce Young. But they they usually can find a little bit of talent and – Excel. Yeah, they usually they usually find it. <laughs> they find a little talent some way. Uh, next is uh, Jalen Catalan will be an All American. I don't think that actually, unless he just has a poor season, that would be a surprise that he's not. Yeah, the only way he's having a poor season if he's banged up. Uh, I, I just I think he's the best safety Arkansas has had since Steve Atwater. And that's no disrespect to Ken Hamlin or anybody else that's played safety at Arkansas. I just think he's that good. Uh, I think he has a chance to be a first-round draft pick, um, you know, and it, I think for sure in the top three rounds. I think that's where he'll he'll end up. He's just so instinctive. He knows the game so well. You just rarely see a mistake from him, um, you know. And he did things as a. He's already a freshman All-American, so he earned that as, after his freshman year in 2020, and then uh, he was a preseason pick by I think the AP last year. He's a preseason All-American. He's a preseason All-American by Phil Still this year. And the only thing he hasn't done is earn postseason All-American honors. And I think that's coming. If he stays healthy this year, I think he'll do it. And the next one, Trey, I think 
you are allowed to dream, and that's anybody when it comes to Malik Hornsby. Malik Hornsby will make a big contribution. Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, I think maybe 20, 25 catches, four or 500 yards, four or five touchdowns. I think that's absolutely realistic uh, for him. Uh, From what I saw in the spring, it's not just some gimmick that they plan to do one or two times a game. I think that they'll use him at wide receiver quite extensively. And what I saw as, you know, after the first practice or two was a defense that was very aware of Malik Hornsby when he came out onto the field, like very aware, had all kinds of calls and stuff that they were making when he came out onto the field. And um, when he was running deep patterns, he was he was beating people deep because he's got that great speed. And when he'd run, you know, like a hitch, he would be wide open because everybody was so concerned about getting beat over the top. Uh, I think that he absolutely will be a weapon for them and, and make some big plays and some big games. But that's kind of just what's been in my head, you know. 20 catches, 400 yards, four touchdowns. Um, you know, I think that's that's 20 yards a catch. And, you know, it's a lot, of, a lot per catch, but I just see him catching a lot of go routes. Ty Crawford will start at left tackle. Yeah, he's got a battle on his hands. You know, that's Luke Jones. I think will will push there. Uh, when it all comes down to it, I just think that Crawford might be the most talented offensive lineman that they have, and they've got. You know, we've kind of been at this little tug of war a little bit with, you know, the guys that have been there, the veterans that have so many starts under their belt, and you know, so knowledgeable about what to do, and then you've got this younger crop of guys that are you know, massive and super talented but don't have that experience level. And there's an opening on the offensive line at left tackle. Kiss Crawford's already a junior, guys. I mean, he never redshirted, so he's he's a junior right now. Um, my thoughts are it's, it's time to get him on the field, and it sounds like Sam Pittman feels that way too. He said he didn't know where he's going to start on the offensive line, but it, it, it feels like there's gonna, he's going to be somewhere. Well, there's an opening at left tackle. So I think that makes the most sense. And I think we would have seen him there in the spring if Dalton Wagner hadn't hurt his back and Crawford didn't have to use the, you know, stay at the right tackle spot. But, um, yeah, I think his, his time has come. Now, this might be your first really, in my opinion, bold prediction. Arkansas will handle, mm-hmm. not beat, handle BYU. Yeah, that's because we're all so worried about it, right? It, it's a terrible spot on the schedule. It, it comes after that stretch of Texas A&M, Alabama, Mississippi State. There's a bye week right after the game that you're looking at. Um, it's in Provo, Utah. And, you know, there's the idea, too, that you're worried about SEC play. You're not, you know, at this point, are you really worried about putting your best foot forward? I mean, you always want to, but, you know, you know what I mean. You got that bye week right there, too. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I look at. BYU schedule, again, no disrespect to them, but how do you think Arkansas would have fared against this schedule last year? At Arizona versus Utah versus Arizona State versus South Florida, at Utah State versus Boise State, at Baylor, at Washington State versus Virginia versus Idaho, at Georgia Southern, at USC versus UAB. At least nine how do you think they would have done maybe, in those 13 at least games? Nine, at least nine, maybe ten. Uh, yeah, Utah, well, the answer, uh, obviously the answer is 12-1 and one at worst, Rick. <laughs> well, no, I don't know about that. U- Utah was very good. They played in the Rose Bowl. And, uh, 
Yeah, they should have beat USC. You named one other team that they would have been yeah. tough too. BYU, BYU beat Utah twenty six seventeen. Wow. Baylor, Baylor's Baylor. going to be yeah. Baylor, Baylor be, be tough. Baylor. So Utah and Baylor. If you U- win one of those, USC then yeah, you're was right. Twelve. USC was spiraling down. Yeah, you're right. You know they they, they won didn't have games. a coach. You know, yeah. um, so anyway, uh, I think that Baylor game give them a little uh, give them trouble. That Utah game could give them trouble, but yeah. I could absolutely see them coming out of that like a twelve and one. Um, and that's nothing against BYU. It's it's a, everybody's making a lot out of this game in terms of the altitude and where it falls on the schedule and all those things. Well, it just seems like when everybody looks at things like that, you know, and and makes the, all these reasons, the opposite kind of comes true. But you know, these are these are bold predictions, supposed to be bold predictions, and uh, it wouldn't be any fun if they were just well, that's obvious, you know. I agree. I agree. All right. Next one is finally. This one and Alabama uh, got rid of uh, the one against LSU and A&M last year. Arkansas will snap the streak against Auburn. Yeah, it's been it's been too long. It's been six years, and um, you know this streak includes a game that was gifted to Auburn by the referee incompetence mm-hmm. in 2020. And the unfortunate thing about that is, in 10 years. Anybody outside of Arkansas will totally forget about that, and they'll just see the score. Um, heck, in two years, <laughs> you know, people will think we'll forget about what happened in that game. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, last year I think was was one of the bigger disappointments, really two disappointing games, the way they played against Georgia and the way they played against Auburn last year. Auburn was coming back. It was a revenge game, and uh, Pittman says that, you know, he kind of pushed the envelope in that one. I just look at these two teams, and I just see two programs headed in different directions. That's, that's what I see uh, from a culture, fit standpoint, all of the above. And I think this is the year that they – they end that little streak again that's, that Auburn has had and, and knock them off. Oh, happy Even on day. The uh, you kind of mentioned this one, I believe, yesterday. Yeah, we talked ES- about it yesterday. Yeah, ESPN College Game Day will snub Arkansas. Yeah, so just briefly, just the way the schedule sets up, even if Arkansas goes through undefeated 4-0 heading into week five, that means beating Texas A&M. Uh, and then Alabama takes care of business, which they should do, and, and be undefeated, and you have a top-ten matchup as a possibility between those two teams, I, I think ESPN will snub them just because Texas A&M and Alabama is the next weekend, and they're not going to do back-to-back Alabama games so because uh, they're going to want Jimbo versus Nick. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll probably end up at uh, NC State, Clemson, or Baylor, Oklahoma State probably. And finally, Arkansas – will win nine regular games. Yeah, nine regular season games. Regular season I, games. I think that I think that there's a give and take one there, you know, if they don't get a couple of bounces then eight wins. If they get a couple then then ten. I absolutely think that's possible for them this season, just the way things are shaping up um, with their opponents and so yeah, I absolutely think it's doable. Um you know, I was on Facebook, on our Facebook page, and somebody responded that Arkansas um, should have won two more games than they won last year. And I'm thinking, well, what games are those? Um, because the only, you know, the close games that they were in were, you know, LSU. I think Arkansas won 16-13 in overtime. Um, Mississippi State, Arkansas won by a field goal. And then Ole Miss, they lost by a two-point conversion. Well, you know, in those 50-50 type of endings – 
you know, they're 67%. So I don't know that I would say they should have, you know, won another game last year. Um, I think they probably, I don't want to say get lucky, but they were on the right side uh, of the coin on those 50-50 games and won 67% of them to get nine wins. So, um, you know, the Alabama game, you can say that was close, and it was. I mean, they played Alabama well. But Alabama was up two touchdowns until a minute four left. Arkansas scored there uh, pretty close to the end. And then, you know, obviously, you know, they weren't able to – it wasn't like they were driving with a chance to tie it or something at the end of that game. Um, But they played them very well. But I I don't think anybody would say, man, Arkansas should have won that game. You know, they could have maybe, but I don't know that they should have won. So, anyway, I think think nine regular season wins is, is very realistic. Maybe even better if things go swimmingly, <laughs> but uh, I think it's uh, I think it's realistic, and then maybe you get ten with the bowl game. Just depends on the matchup on that one. All right, let's try Mike again. See if he's back. Mike, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I do, Randy. And uh, hello, Randy and Rick and uh, Trey. Um, good afternoon. You know, Trey. Uh, well, first off, real quick is. Um, you know, everybody's talking about these different quarterbacks. Everybody forgot about um, Will Rogers, who threw for the third right. most passing yards in SEC history yeah. last year. You know, you know, if I, but, I did a story where I ranked Arkansas's uh, 10 toughest games, or not 10 toughest, but just ranked the schedule. And my third toughest game is going to Starkville and, and facing Mississippi State, and it's largely because of Will Rogers. I mean, I thought he was exceptional last year when he came to Fayetteville. Um but he is extremely accurate and really knows that offense. Right. And, you know, Trey, um, somebody posted on Twitter, uh, KJ stats from last year, which, which are pretty good. They're solid. Um, and they asked, you know, people what they, to predict what they think you'll do this year. Well, um, I'm just going to be honest here. Um, I think his numbers are going to take a significant decline this year. For the simple fact of, of a couple things, you know, you lose Traylon Burks, who counted for what was it like twelve hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. Yeah, and you're and you're and you're gonna you're you're gonna replace him with some unproven wide receivers and tight ends that are all over the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think KJ, you know, interception numbers will probably hit the double digit, but also the offensive line are not world beaters. Let's face the facts here. They haven't had a great offensive line since Houston Nutt was there. Now, Ricky Stromberg is an NFL-caliber type player. You know, that's, that's no question. But the rest of that line is just it's – just, it's not SEC-caliber to me. So – I think they were better than half, – more than half of the lines that they faced last season. Well, I, I, I just want to say – Defensive that, lines. You know, pe- pe- people that want to predict that, well, we're going to beat Alabama this year – they seem to well, hold on. We got to talk about. That. But we got to talk about the offensive line. Yeah, I can understand. You know your point with. You know, and and teams do that every year. I mean, it's college football. You cycle players in and out, and you don't know what you got until until you got it. But new stars emerge all the time. Um, as for the offensive line, I mean, Arkansas led Power Five in rushing yards per game last season. I mean, that's that's pretty notable. I, and, you know, the only guy that they lost is Myron Cunningham, and Cunningham was a good player, but he wasn't drafted in the NFL. Nobody really considered him as a guy that could be drafted, you know, after the after the Pro Bowl, or excuse me, after the NFL Combine. 
they've got a lot of returning players that have a ton of experience. And, you know, I don't know that I would say that they're Georgia's offensive line or Alabama's or some of the upper-tier offensive lines, but I think that they're better than over half of the offensive lines in the SEC. But you know, but you know, Trey. I just people predicted this is the year we beat Alabama. They somehow forgot the fact that the winner of the John Heisman Memorial Trophy is still playing college football in your division. You know, so yeah. to me, there's just a whole lot more, too many question marks on this team for me to say that. That I don't think they'll win more than seven. They'll have a hard time winning more than seven games, let alone beating Alabama. You know. Yeah. So, well, um, I didn't put yeah, it beating Alabama. My my, uh, I just want to get your, your thoughts on it, and I'll hang up with you guys. Have a good evening. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I didn't put it beating Alabama in my ten bolt predictions, and because I know that's, I mean, that's a challenging game. But um, I don't know. I, you know, everybody's got holes. Everybody's got issues. You look at Auburn. You look at LSU. Starting over, Auburn kind of seems like they're going in a different direction. I, I just think that there are opportunities. I hear the music. I'd go longer, but. Great. We'll talk with you tomorrow.